do for you now a scene from the hit motion picture Shrek. You ready? Okay. Why don't you get away from me, donkey? What you talk about get away from you? Well, the years start coming and they don't stop 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 coming Hello, everyone, and welcome to another brand new edition of A Ogre Totes Ogre. I'm usual host, Will, and joining me once again is my good buddy, Matt. How you doing, Matt? Hey, Will. How's it? I'm good. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm hanging in there. It's been a tough year. Yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, we kind of threw this together more hap-dashed than we usually do. Yeah. Haphazardly, whatever the word would be. Uh, than we usually do, but we're here when we're talking, and uh, I hope that stays the case. We also have on the line our good buddy Chris. Hey, Chris. Hello. And yeah, so you know what? Tis the season. Ooh. Uh, it is Christmas. It is our season finale of season. What is this now? Five. Four, five. Five. What was that? I said it's Mimas. Mimas. So yeah. You said, you said Christmas. Mimas, yeah, sure. Oh, <laughs> I've never heard of Mimas, uh, but um, it's because I'll allow it. I like it. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, so let's get together and brainstorm this Christmas special. You know, I'm sure there's some pre-existing property that we can base this on. For instance, I know there is a very beloved Christmas special that uh, is related to the the, the master disguise mm-hmm. and. Um, We'll just have to find that. You guys remember this? I don't. I don't know that I do. Wait. What do you mean? Don't remember this? I don't. Is there anything besides the Master of Disguise? Like the uh, the movie itself? Is there any extra property? That ex- well, isn't there. Isn't there a very turtley Christmas, where an animated turtle man t- teaches me about the values of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Uh, I don't know, Chris, you want to weigh in on this? I, I, I think maybe you're thinking of something that was disguised as something else. Ah. I, no, I, I am convinced. I am convinced that this is real and we're going to find it. But before I think, we do, I think you're think I think you're thinking of the deleted scene from Die Hard. I have no idea what you're talking about, but <laughs> it's the part is where uh, John McClane uh, dresses up as a turtle to distract the Germans. That sounds about right, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I guess it makes about as much sense as anything I was describing. But uh, He's like, am I not turtle enough for a Yamakoa estate? <laughs> or Yakashuka... Ta- what, what, what was the thing called? Um, Na- Nakatomi Plaza? Nakatomi Plaza. I, I said Yamakoa because I'm thinking of uh, a video game that I was playing. I've never even seen Die Hard. You've never seen Die Hard? No. Wow. Um... Yeah, but anyway, I did not mean to get on this weird random tangent <laughs> we're on. Uh, I was going to actually address an elephant in the room that I guess uh, there were rumblings about before, uh, and I didn't really catch up on them until this month. So uh, I guess, who wants it? Do you want me to talk about it, or do you want to talk about it? Oh, I mean, take it away, man. You're the one who told me. <laughs> okay. 
So rip this Band-Aid off. Yeah. Uh, it seems, allegedly, because you know there's been nothing uh, like official as of time of this recording as far as like arrests or something with the FBI, but uh, apparently uh, one of the actors in this movie uh, was an insurrectionist, allegedly. Uh, which is quite a load to bear for our season finale, but I feel like it's better to address it than to not address it at all. Um <laughs> So, yeah, uh, to be more specific, um, reportedly, I'm going to keep throwing in reportedly and allegedly is in there. You don't want to get us sued. Yeah, I don't want to get us in trouble because I'm just going off of what the the media says. But uh, allegedly, I think the, name, the guy's name is Jay Johnston. Yeah. Yeah. Or he is better known. Yeah, he is better known in the movie as Rex, the oversized boyfriend to... Um, well, Pistachio's previous love interest. Um, yeah, he's the other okay, waiter. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just—he's a very minor character, but you know, pivotal to the first half of the film. Well, and also what this news uh, informed me that I was unaware of is, is if anybody watches Bob's Burgers, uh, he is the voice of Jimmy Pesto, which I love the character of Jimmy Pesto. And I'm like, I didn't know that was Rex, and it was, it was, it was a very whiplash of a reveal because it was like, oh, that's nice that that's him, but then it was like, oh, but. Also, he is an insurrectionist who <laughs> tried to overthrow the yeah. government. <laughs> I mean, it's just more disappointing than anything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like, I I feel like the fact that he hasn't come forward or said anything like, oh, this is ridiculous, that wasn't me. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't, you know, prove that he's guilty, but doesn't really do prove much. his innocence either. Yeah, you know? It doesn't you know do much I mean? for the case for his innocence, yeah. It's a very Rex uh, thing. Oh, Hey on. I'm sorry, Chris. I don't mean to interrupt, but I think there was a, a knock at the door. Yeah, I heard that too. Oh, all right. Um, hey, do you want to go get that, Matt? Sure. Um, I open the door. Hello? Well, 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 if it isn't the three amigos themselves, Phil, Pat, oh. and Fritz. What? Uh, what? It's Wait me. a minute. You don't know who I, I am? I recognize that voice. I think this is our friend, uh, the caller. You remember from the Conspiracy Theory episode, Dale Johnson? Oh my oh gosh. Boy. Dale, is that I, you? Yes, this is me. <laughs> How did you find us, first off? I do not wish to reveal my sources. <laughs> okay, uh, fair enough, I guess, I guess. Um, I mean, he is ask, here uh, in the flesh, though. Yeah, you are in the flesh. You are a portly man. Uh, <laughs> I will say that your autonomy is not what I expected from our call. But uh, is it because I'm five foot two? That's that's one thing that's kind of alarming about you, I'll say. I mean, I thought you were going to be like a like kind of like a big like muscular man, I guess. I, I that's the kind of the vibe I got from our call. Well, I used to be back in my youth, but uh ever since uh, Lizzie tied me down, I've uh, always been in hog heaven from time to time. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what that any of that means, but I thought her I name I thought there. your wife's name was Stephanie. Yeah, yeah I thought your <laughs> Stephanie was uh, your wife. Your beloved Stephanie. Oh, one of them's named Stephanie. So anyhow. Uh, one of them? Are you like in a, like a Mormic, uh, polygamic sort of a relationship here? Uh, I don't want to uh, drive in, dive into the details too much. Uh, all right. Fair enough. So I found you. It took me, oh, let's say three and a half months to finally do it. But I finally found you all. And now I'm here to talk. It, it, it seems that one of our brothers in arms has been... Allegedly found out. Brothers in arms? What are you What are you talking about? Allegedly. Allegedly. 
Allegedly. Allegedly. Matt, you want to say allegedly too? Allegedly. Chris, you want to say allegedly? Allegedly. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, uh, operative uh, uh, fake Vince Vaughn has been uncovered, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's a fair way. Of, yeah, he does seem like kind of like your makeshift Vince Vaughn. Yeah, that's a, a fair description. Yeah, so I, unfortunately, I didn't make it down to D.C. for that time. You know, I got the bunions and uh, my wife Megan. Unfortunately. What do you mean, unfortunately? Well, it's for a great American cause from time to time. My wife, uh, yeah. my wife Megan told me not to go down. I think, well, I don't think you should have gone, period. But the fact that you didn't go at, at all, I think, is uh, it's, it was the right call. Mm. Well, we can agree to disagree. I wanted to be there and g- converse with my fellow uh, conspiracy theorists from time to time. Uh, I've been I've been diving a little bit more deeper into uh, all of that. Uh, did anybody else find that it was a, a little bit weird that um, the dog talked at the end of the movie? That has been a, uh, a conversation point, I guess. Yeah, that, that, that is an odd thing. It implies, um, as we might have suggested before, that cuteness is a disguise in him himself. Exactly, exactly. We all know the animals are working for the government. Mm. Squirrels, dogs, chinchillas. Dale, are birds real? Well, are cameras real? Yes. Are you saying birds are cameras, or are you? Yes, birds are cameras. Are you saying, that were you saying re- every every camera is a tiny bird or whatever. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Edgar Hoover, the man that ran the FBI, developed these back in the twenties. It's something sensational, and I mean, like anytime I see a bird on my property, I look it dead in the eyes, and I know. I've had a couple wink at me. I know. They're winking because they're government-run drones. Exactly. Mm. Okay. You know, uh, I don't quite follow this, but okay. But somehow this relates to the cuteness. Well, yeah, it's one of the government plants. So cuteness is a government plant. Exactly. The disguises have fallen. Okay. The disguise. So who is Wait. who's in the disguises as uh, the cuteness here? Who's in disguise? Why, none other than Edgar J. Hoover himself. Whoa. Edgar J. Hoover is the cuteness. Like, in the movie or in, like, on set, too? Yes. Mm. Oh, boy. That, that's that's a lot to take in. I don't know how you feel about this, Matt and Chris. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Um, Wasn't there a um, Hoover movie that starring uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? That's true. There was. Yeah, so, J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah. yeah, it's the J. Edgar Hoover. That's the cuteness. Uh, also, uh, also Leonardo DiCaprio in disguise. That's a good question. Yeah, that's it, so. Is Leonardo DiCaprio was he like pre method acting here in the Master of Disguise? I think. I mean, Dale, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were saying it was the real J. Edgar Hoover. Yes, the real J. Edgar Hoover. Uh, see, what they did in the CIA is uh, they had originally gotten some of the disguise technology. And uh, they were able to, you know, like, really help out their uh, spy program back in, like, the, oh, let's say, 60s and 70s. And um, so J. Edgar Hoover, being a man that uh, always led by example, was the first test subject on the disguise technology. 
Okay. And, well, it turns out that the Energico accidentally went a little bit too haywire. Now, well, unfortunately, he's a dog. Wow. Well, I mean, I, I do have to kind of question this because, uh, as far as my facts or sources are concerned, Jagger Hoover died in 1972, which is uh, that's what they want you to think. That's like, I I so, had a hunch that's what you were going to say. So Dale is positing that J. Edgar Hoover accidentally got transformed into an immortal dog. Am I understanding that correctly? One hundred percent, yes. Mm. All right. Well, that that would be quite a revelation. I'd have to admit. I I hope I don't offend you to say this, uh, Dale. But I I, I take uh, I I take your information here with a few grains of salt. Why it's already seasoned so beautifully with the truth. I mean, it makes it makes sense because uh, my original theory of you know um, Leonardo DiCaprio being Jagger Hoover. Because I mean, if he's it, the, the, if you saw the movie, the disguise was not very good in, in the Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah, I'm sorry. I only, you know what I mean? I, I only watch Master of Disguise. That's the only uh, movie that I'm able to watch. I understand, yeah. That does, I, was, that, I was setting up a Gotham joke, but you can just cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I apologize that I can't make it down to the Nickelodeon and watch five-cent movies from time to time, unfortunately. The Nickelodeon? <laughs> Dale, how old are you again? Thirty-five. <laughs> okay, I, I I feel like I have trouble believing you. Is, is, is do you take offense by that? Oh no! Uh, often the prophets of truth are, are much uh, mistaken for liars or snake oil salesmen. Yeah, that's... you know what? That's a cheerful way of looking at this. I guess that's probably a polite way of looking at it, at least. So, Dale, I think we need to ask the question that's been on everybody's minds. What are your thoughts on? Uh, Jay Johnson and his pre- I, I mean I know obviously you were in support of him being at the insurrection but do you have any thoughts about any any you have anything else to say about it how do I feel about patriots that go and defend the what the f- Hannah who's at that oh sweet Christ not again Wait, are you talking to your wife in the car? Oh wait, he's oh he's running. He oh. he is running down down our sizable hill, and I think uh oh yep, he's getting his car, driving away. Wow, and he's gone. Um, well, I guess uh thanks Dale for stopping by or whatever. Um, that was odd. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um. So I guess now that we got that out of the way, I was going to ask you guys, um, so you've seen the deleted scenes. I couldn't find all of them, but there are a few deleted scenes from the DVD that made their way online mm-hmm. that uh, I guess kind of tie the movie together a little bit mm-hmm. as far as like explaining some things I think were implied with the end credits uh, that um, we got a little bit more clarity on. Clarity being, you know, several like, you know, quotation marks around that word, but mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, why don't you go ahead and describe the uh, hallway chase scene? So it's a scene that takes place between Cherry Pie Man, his first appearance, and whenever they go and interact with Devlin Bowman. And it's basically a scene wherein, I guess, Pistachio eats his mom's cannoli, which has Energico in it. Yes. Uh, which I guess gives him like the power to do a whole bunch of disguises real fast. Um, 
it's almost like the spice from Dune. It like kind of allows him to be like present and aware and also like metaphysical, I guess. Almost, sure. it's very strange. Yeah, yeah. The spice so, from uh, the spice from Dune was based on Master of Disguise. Is that right? The- oh yeah, yeah. I guess that Frank Herper told um, Dana Carvey about the spice, and then that was the day he died. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like uh, it's like how J.K. Rowling told Alan Rickman all the secrets about Snape before the books were finished, <laughs> and that's what that's what Frank Herbert said to Dana Carvey. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna let you on a secret about these books." <laughs> What if the whole idea for uh, Master Disguise was just he, Dana Carvey met Frank Herbert. He wanted to do like a faithful adaptation of Dune and he was just like old and senile talking about like Cherry Pie Man <laughs> and like turtles and all this. And he was just like, I I guess this is what he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so he was just making an earnest. The Master of Disguise is a Dune <laughs> yeah, like, It's what he would have wanted. <laughs> Um, but okay, so the scene is, um, basically it's like a hallway chase scene, kind of like Scooby-Doo, um, where the two henchmen are, I don't really even understand what's happening in it, but they're like opening doors and behind each door is Pistachio doing a different disguise. And so as Will said, it gives, it provides context to the, all of the clips during the credits where it's just like one of the, uh, one of pistachio's disguises is just like in front of a weird generic background as yeah, he like looks hallways. yeah looks right at the camera and says like i don't want any trouble bubbles um and then they close the door i don't know why they're just closing the door and not attacking him i presumably they're getting like overwhelmed with fear yeah i think the door confusion. is closing on them yes i think so too but you would think they would just open it back up um it's it, sort of like an inverse of like a Benny Hill gag. Yes, yes. Where like instead of like characters running in and out of doors, it's like characters that keep opening up different hallway doors and yeah. discovering Pistachio's various disguises. Yeah, and like it, you know, at one point it's the Turtle Man, and and then it's the Turtle Man at the drum set. So that's where that clip is from. Um, there's one at, at one point the bald henchman gets pulled into one of the hallways or into the into the room. And then yeah. when the other henchman opens up the door, uh, that is the one where Pistachio has the dummy, which I had yes. never actually realized that the puppeteer of that is the bald henchman. Mm-hmm. But that also explains like there's a clip where uh, where Pistachio is Robert Shaw. He's like, sometimes the bald men go away. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that, that and which seems like very weird in the movie, but like it makes a lot more sense in the context of the scene. Yes. Because he's taunting the other henchman guy. Mm-hmm. How much do you think the movie's non sequiturs would make more sense if we had like a two and a half hour extended cut? I mean, it would probably. Are you like implying like a like Snyder cut thing? Where yeah, somehow, implying a Snyder cut thing. It like makes way more sense, but it's much longer. Yes, the four the four uh, hour hashtag yeah. uh, hashtag Carvey cut. The well, Perry Anderson. Blake or whatever the guy's the, the Blake yeah I cut. forgot his name the <laughs> I'm gonna say re- release the Blake cut it would be a two hour cut and it would be it would probably make a lot more sense but it would also probably be a lot worse excuse me what would if there they... was like a four hour version but it's just like the assembly cut <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say what if, what if what if the there is a two hour cut but then also they spend seventy million dollars on additional photography and CGI for a four-hour cut. 
like they did with Snyder Cut. I'd be okay with that if, similar to the Snyder Cut, like there's that scene where they add the Joker and all that. <laughs> it's that, but with Bubble Man. <laughs> it's just, they, like yeah. in the, in the apocalypse. Exactly. Yeah. The, oh no! Like, Evil <laughs> Superman. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. I don't make any mistakes. <laughs> I've got kryptonite. <laughs> now is Bubble yeah. Man the Joker or Batman in this scenario? And is the other there as well? He's both. He's so you and... got the Bubble Man talking to himself. Yeah, threatening <laughs> yeah. to kill himself. <laughs> I guess yeah, that would be the end of the movie. Because at this point, Bubble Man has just friggin' lost it. He's just out of control. Right. Well, Pistachio. I mean, like Pistachio, well, Pistachio just like yeah. so then he's I mean, lost the plot. He's become yeah. Bubble Man. He's not even Pistachio anymore. He's he spent he spent too too much time in 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 the in the throes of Energico. It's like yes. um, it's like Animorphs, where if you stay as the animal for too long, you permanently turn into that animal. Is that a thing mm-hmm. in those books? Yeah, I never read. Oh, them. really? Is that is that are those the stakes? Yeah. So, like in Animorphs, if you're if you're the animal for like more than whatever amount of time, I don't know what it is, you're stuck as an animal forever. So. One of the characters, Tobias, is a hawk or a falcon or something, and he got captured by the aliens or whatever and imprisoned, and he couldn't turn back into a human, so now he's stuck as a as a bird. Can he, like, does he still have human thoughts? And like, he, Yes, he still has human thoughts. I think he can just, communicate telepathically with people. Oh, uh, naturally. Animorphs is a friggin' wild book series, dude. It's, it's like, aliens are slugs that go into your ears and control your brain, and it's like... What the hell? Yeah, no, it's it's, the, the, it's an insane book series. I'm surprised that one never got like adapted into a show or anything. Or I'm sure Netflix. Is it was a well. it was a TV yeah. show. There was an Animorphs TV show. Yeah. Huh. Today I learned. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Chris, would you yeah. care to explain, if you can, the second lead scene that we found? Oh, I actually can I give the ending of the hallway? Oh yeah, one? sure. I just yeah, remembered. sorry. I. I forgot we weren't finished with that. So, scene so I mean, we were pretty. We got the gist of it. Then, basically, at the end of all of these little gags, um, there is a uh, the the, the bald the bald the, the bald other... who who is the one that is in the next scene revealed to be Pistachio because of his feet. Yeah, with being still Cherry Pie Man, which he shows up and his feet are normal, um, but he shows up and it's like, hey, you guys, Bowman wants to see us now, and so presumably mm-hmm. that would lead right into that next scene. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, good. so now Chris, if you want to describe the other one, the other one I found to be a little, little bit more disturbing. Yeah. Uh. So Barney's like, "Oh, I, I sure do miss the cuteness," and everybody <laughs> looks at Grandpa, and he's like, "Expectantly." <laughs> Not only that, but like they're gonna, they're having like some sort of like big party festival. Yeah. Yeah. And for yeah, for some reason, I guess the cuteness has died or ran away or something. Well, based on like the, the like intro of the of Turtle Man, he's talking about that. I guess where Grandpa goes in the middle of the movie is that he is the cuteness. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, the end credits of this movie implies as much as well because because there's Grandpa's no voice coming food. out of the cuteness. He's like, "No more dog food." But then, of course, that breaks the like the first rule of the pop up book where Pistachio can't be helped by the Grandpa to save his dad. At least not directly. Does does uh, the cuteness help directly? Um. Yeah. He. Um. No. I guess he doesn't actually. He eats the cherry pie. (laughs) (laughs) But takes a few licks. 
I'm just trying to remember though. Uh, isn't the is the cuteness in the scene with the bubble, or do we just not yes. see him again? He is. He barks at the bubble when it pops. So that that's even more. Oh, because it's a pre-recorded hologram. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, they they put a lot more thought into this movie than we're giving it credit for. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Herbert would be proud. Um, so, <laughs> I apologize anyway. to the Herbert estate <laughs> for being associated with the Master of Skies in this episode. They just made a big movie that made $100 million or whatever. Um, or that cost $100 million. Hopefully made a lot more. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, anyway, everyone's looking expectantly at, at Grandpa, and he's like, yeah. oh, come on. And, and Again, this, this comes back to, like, what happened to the cuteness? Did he run away? Did he die? Did he get, like, hit by a car mm-hmm. or something? Like, is 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 the cuteness gone sight unseen is what I'm asking? <laughs> or did he, like, did the or... dog get put down and <laughs> and Barney just can't handle it? So they're like, okay, Grandpa, you got to gotta take one for the team, buddy. He was a casualty of the mission, I guess. Yeah. And so, you know, Grandpa pulls up this, this dog... Carcass. Carcass. <laughs> I was say, for lack of a better word, <laughs> dead cuteness, uh, and gets inside of it like, like, like Luke getting into a tauntaun in the Empire Strikes Back, um, and all off camera. Oh, he also mentions camera. he says yeah. no dog food though, which imp- yeah. I guess he's going to become the new family pet. Yeah, and the and you know he's. Uh, uh, Pistachio is narrating it. It's like, oh, and the, the little zipper in the front. Why didn't I think of that? It's like, why didn't you think of what? <laughs> it's like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like that line. Um, and then, of course, this crotchety old grandpa that hates everybody runs into Barney's arms and licks his face, and mm-hmm. it's really weird. <laughs> yeah, very strange. That, there's a there's a lot going on in that. There's a lot to unpack in that scene. Yes. Uh, one big thing for me is that where does separation lie between being in character and becoming that person? So, like, ostensibly, how long is Grandpa going to be the cuteness? And if he becomes the cuteness for so long, is he just basically the cuteness? Like, does Grandpa go away if he's so buried in character? Yeah, it's the Animorphs rule and the Bubble Man Joker rule. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So, is that implicate, like... I just love how matter-of-factly Chris declared our canon. <laughs> like, As we all know, it's yeah. the law of the creed. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I mean... The other thing I like about that scene is that when they're all wanting Grandpa to turn into the cuteness, um, um, Brawlin Sr., James Brawlin, mm-hmm. he's looking at him like, Yeah, Dad! Get, yeah, exactly. Get he's like, even, and he's like, even yeah. me too. And they're like, "Well, it, well, he was our beloved family pet." And it's like, what? What happened to him? <laughs> yeah, quit being a jerk, Dad. And be a dog. What? What happened? What? What? What was the sequence of events slash conversations that led to the original idea of Grandpa being dressed up as the cuteness? That's that's what I want to know. Yeah, like. Why would he ever agree to that? That guy's a friggin' jerk. I mean, my assumption is that he was he had been the cuteness before the movie and then now goes back to doing so after the movie. Basically, the cuteness never actually existed. I mean, there is a part at the beginning of the movie where you see the cuteness eat sausages, 
that I always thought yeah. seemed weirdly like placed because it's like attention is called to it, but not a ton of attention. So yeah. I guess if that was the grandpa, that's him trying to eat some human food. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. This movie sucks. And yeah, this is every quite, frame of painting. <laughs> this is quite a strange thing to like an a, an added piece of lore for us to uncover during the final episode of the year. Yeah. I've got a here's here's an idea. You okay. ready for this? Yes. Grandpa is the cuteness in disguise. I, I thought isn't that? Oh, yeah, you're that, saying uh, that. You're saying it's the other way around, that the cuteness yeah. is the actual master of disguise? And, the and grandpa... he's disguised as grandpa. Okay, alright. Alright, that's interesting. <laughs> so is the cuteness a dog? Or, like what? Yeah, an eldritch dog. <laughs> uh... <laughs> that's why... That's why well, the that... grandpa's like, let me in, I hunger. And he's like, hell yeah, no more dog food. I'm going to get some yeah. Italian cuisine. Get some grub grub. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that. so I guess, I mean, how many layers do they say there are of the Master Skies? Like 7,000? Yes. So what layer do you have to get where you can, like, reshape your body or your physicality? Um, Pro- I reckon about uh, 4,700. Yeah, that okay, sounds about right. Enough. Because that's a big ask, like, I mean. Yeah. And no one seems disturbed watching him. Like, we don't see it, but everyone else it seems like, okay, yeah, this is a perfectly natural thing to watch a man do on a stage. <laughs> yeah, and, like, uh, so that's why it's off screen is because, you know, Pistachio is, uh, he, okay, here, check it out. I know it's not the Conspiracy Theory episode, but I'm 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 hitting the ground running here. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, you know, Grandpa's turning back into the cuteness, or rather reverting to his true form mm-hmm. and it's it's just horrifyingly grotesque it's just like it's like um it's it's like uh american werewolf in london he's just, yeah that's like, what i would yeah it's like it's, yeah it's, it's, the things are falling off of him and everything whatever and, and <laughs> pistachio is is describing the elegance of putting on a costume as a way to shield barney from the trauma <laughs> of watching this transformation yeah, and, and that's why imagine, he says. Yeah, that's why he says. Uh, that's why he says. Why didn't I think of that? Because he's like, oh man, this is a lot less traumatizing than when I first saw it as a kid or whatever. Sure. Um, anyway, go on. Sorry. No, I was gonna say like I just imagine like like grandma or not grandma, uh, mama disguise. He's like throwing up, and like you see like beard guy in the audience doing his reactions, his mugging, and, like everyone's just like disgusted and horrified, and then just you see Pistachio just being like, yeah, grandpa, you're doing it, yes. <laughs> Cause you don't, know. do you, it's been like what, 10 minutes since I watched that scene. Do you see Barney's reaction to the transformation or is the camera on pistachio the whole time? Uh, you can see Jennifer and Barney, I think. Okay. Man, I wish we could have got Jennifer as an interview on the podcast. Yeah. Never seen ever. Right. It's true. I just think that's, I don't know why I'm maybe I'm just a jerk, but I think that's hilarious to have Jennifer Esposito as a guest on the podcast and not Dana Carvey. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fun. I feel like she <laughs> would rather people forget that she was in this movie. Yeah, uh, probably. Uh, maybe she might be game for this type of podcast, though. I mean, maybe if it was like a, it was like a group of people that were just enamored by the movie. I mean, but, if we were honest and just being like, "Look, like this movie sucks," but we honestly think you're pretty good in it. 
yeah i think you're you're doing a fair job she might be understanding yeah um yeah and, and then i guess i gotta give pretty much everybody credit in the movie they're trying it's not like an adam sandler movie where he clearly does not give yeah. any sort of <clears throat> any sort of rip about the movie at all but it is an um, adam sandler production it is a production but he's not in it which is weird um and oh, uh, also the uh, I you know the the introductions to the deleted scenes with Turtle Man um, mm-hmm. were I remember those I I distinctly remember those, <laughs> especially the banana and the chips. Yeah, I was gonna. That's what I was gonna talk about. Uh, we we found a like weird sort of um, like compilation transition sort of thing where we have Turtle Man discussing the various deleted scenes, but. He's speaking in full sentences in the film. He's, you know, not speaks primarily in like, you know, clip sentences and non sequiturs and grunts and groans and stuff. Um, but he's, you know, speaking very articulately and he has like a butler guy or an assistant mm-hmm. of some sort. Mortimer. Mortimer, who's like his Alfred, who feeds him various food items. In the first clip, it's a banana. And then he gets um, some chips that he eats very aggressively. And then he gets, like, a batch of grapes. And it's just very awkward and disturbing to watch. Yeah. And it's the same joke all three times. We're like, closer? Closer? Mm-hmm. Closer? And then you get the food closer to his face. And then he just eats it like a absolute lunatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, closer? A little back? A little back? Closer? Mm-hmm. Closer? That's perfect. Yeah, it's just the same thing over and over again. I'm not gonna lie though, I I giggled at the <laughs> banana. He's, I mean, he's so yeah, the banana is funny because it's the first one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, do you think that was a sexually awakening moment for somebody? I asked this to Matt off the air, but I want to hear your thoughts on the air, Chris. Um, I think that that's a lot. That that's a lot ca- of pressure put. To <laughs> that category of sexual awakening has already happened to me, and it was in a different movie. <laughs> No, I I, don't, I didn't mean for you personally. I meant for like oh. another viewer. Well, now oh, I'm curious. I, yes. <laughs> um. So so so, what was the question? Do you think like a young millennial might have seen that scene at an impressionable age, and that like awoke something in them sexually? Oh yeah, it's like I want someone to eat my chips. Yeah, or like the banana or the grapes <laughs> or whatever. I mean, no shame at all. I'm just very curious if that was like a, uh, you know, informative moment for someone's uh, sexuality. I would be dis- disturbed and curious if so. I think there is literally nothing on God's green earth that is not a sexual awakening for at least one person. Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Chris, you brought up something that I felt I wanted to kind of wrap this up as far as like the movie itself and the season is concerned which is that I think it's fair to say this is the worst movie that we've covered yes. on this show yeah uh, I probably by far without a doubt um, yeah. um, but I think for me it's just it's probably it, I don't know if it's the most frustrating or the most disappointing because I mean obviously Shrek is like top to bottom pretty good film mm-hmm uh, the other ones we've covered have been bad, maybe to varying degrees. Like, I don't know, like, I guess you could argue The Cat in the Hat is worse because it squanders more, but I feel but at like least there's it's fun stuff... to watch. Yeah, I mean, there's just stuff in that movie where it's like, I can see the money on screen. Mm-hmm. I can see, like, like the Emmanuel cinematography. Lebesky. Is great. 
Yeah, and like you know, like like you see Garfield, and it's like, okay, how good was this ever going to really be? Uh, and you watch like Scooby Doo, and it's like, okay, the cast is clearly good in this, mm-hmm. like good enough to like they kind of elevate the material. Mm-hmm. But you see this, it's like clearly this has good production design, it has good costumes, the cast is pretty good, or at least readily game, and they're just given nothing to do. The direction is just amateur at best. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's just nothing really tying or coherent this movie together, and it just yeah, like it, the first couple of times you watch it, at least for me, it's like okay, there's kind of a fascination as far as like where did this all go wrong, but at, it, you just after a while it just comes more and more dispiriting to see a decent premise from a you know proven actor trying to become a movie star, and it just it, it just becomes this weirdly very uh, uh, non-eventful film. But where do you two land on it as far as like? general roundabout thoughts on this film i think i'm i'm not as cold on it as both of you guys are uh, mainly i'm not because cold on it i just think it's just it's just a little sad it, more than anything yeah it is but like it, just like with cat in the hat I'll, I'll get to a certain point where my mind just starts going in terms of theorizing other things <laughs> about the movie and that's kind of special it's a kind of a special experience for me um i don't think i disagree that it's the worst one out of the <clears> bunch <throat> but it's it, it is by far not the least interesting. Hmm. So would you would say you Garfield say is? Garfield? I would say Garfield, yeah. Okay. Since Garfield is such a is such a product of its era, it came it came right around the middle of the pack of all those really generic, you know, kids. CGI movies, animal, yeah. CGI animals, that kind of thing. Um speaking of which, have you guys seen Clifford yet? No. Yes, I have. Have you? No, not yet. How horrifying is Clifford? I, isn't there some like implication where people like die in that movie or something? I, I read. Yes. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, you might have read that from me. The body count. Yeah, you there's a body is count. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to watch that. But yeah, no. Garfield is is just kind of I think the most generic of the bunch because it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a Garfield movie so much as it feels like a a, a 2000s family CGI movie that happens to be Garfield. Yeah, I can see that. Fair enough. Um, do we want to just kind of touch on general observations we had about this film, or do we just want to go ahead and uh, theorize or uh, propose some ideas for what we should do next season? Uh, one thing that stuck out to me, this is my only note um, that's worth anything. Um, uh, Devlin smoking, uh, you don't see a lot of smoke. Like Off the top of my head, I, the only other kids movie I can think of that had smoking in it was Inspector Gadget. Uh, they definitely act as far as like recent films, uh, for sure. And right, that does make it seem like a product of its time, but yeah, that's true. And they really emphasize like you get a you get a full close up on the cigar cigar burning, and maybe because it's a cigar and not a cigarette, it's more quote unquote acceptable. Yeah, because you're not gonna be a kid in high school and be like, oh, bro, who took my cigar? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I am Devlin Bowman. <laughs> Uh, speaking of like teenagers and Devlin Bowman, there's the part when they go when whenever Jennifer finds his like yearbook photo or whatever. Um, do you guys think that's actually Brent Spiner? Like that's his oh, like probably. actual teen photo, or do you think they like? I don't know if it's actual teen photo. It's probably like a photo they just took of him on set. I don't think it's like from his past, but I could be wrong. I like when I like when movies use uh, old Real photos. Because especially you get movie. I can't remember what movie I was watching, but like 
Um, they used like an old old photo of him as a kid, but it's supposed to be with his family, and it's it, it looks stupid because it's photoshopped horribly. Oh, I love that photo. Yeah. yeah, that always bugs me in movies. Uh, I just wish like it's like you you're throwing like twenty five plus million dollars the movie. You yeah, can you get someone who somebody. actually knows how to use Photoshop? Right. <laughs> Um, it's like after you brought me this coffee, can I hand you this MacBook and have you knock out this five minute editing job for me? Mm-hmm. Um, I have just a couple quick notes, Will, before we talk about next season. Um, the first one, the first one is that I want to push back on something that I said last month, um, which is that the, a joke, a joke that I really hate, which is whenever he's like, something reminds her of my mother. Oh yes, yeah, she will be a great cook. Um, well, you had previously suggested that the reason he says that is to like cover up in front of his dad. Um, because I guess his dad gives like a funny look. Um, Did I say that? I thought so. Um, hmm. I think it was me. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah, it was Chris. was Chris. Well, either way, I'm pushing back because in rewatching that scene, he says that line and then it cuts to his dad looking disappointed after he says that she will be a great cook. So it comes across like he just kind of randomly says it, and I don't know, it, it's dumb. Uh, but this movie's dumb, so it's okay. Um, sure. I'm re-adding the, am I going too fast for you? Fast for you. I, I want to talk about him. Yeah, I, I used to like that. Like, when I was a kid, that would always crack me up. Um, and then I kind of got a little bored of it during the several watches this year. <laughs> But on this final yes. watch, I'm going to re-add that to one of my more favorable moments of this movie. Because it, it is played pretty funny by all the actors. Yes. I was, I'm was. i so glad you brought it up because I was going to bring it up as well. <laughs> Texas Man, is, as he's credited in the film, uh, is one of my favorite characters in the movie. Yeah. Just for the absurdity of him. I, I think all of his lines are very quotable. Even I'll like just take the spaghetti. Like, yeah, I was he, about to say, uh, and he even glances like just at his random wife, lines, yeah. He glances at his wife like it's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, oh, I think, have the spaghetti, and he's like, <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah. Well, I think the joke there is because I guess he was saying a lot of like complicated things, and he was just like, I'll just take the spaghetti. Mm-hmm. And do me a favor, buddy. Can you give me some man-sized meatballs? Meatballs. <laughs> Meatballs. Meatballs. Yeah. And then Am see- I going too fast for you? He's so fun to impersonate. Are you mocking my husband? You, <laughs> you see Grandpa eating one of those man-sized meatballs later. That's true. Yeah, they look good. Yeah. That sucker is huge. One. Yeah. I want one. No, no wonder this guy's eat restaurant's doing so well. They look, they look good. Um, yeah, Mama but at makes- the same time, what are those yeah. margins? Yeah, that's true. Margins, I guess. Yeah, but I don't know. Mama of the skies, he packs a lot of love in her food. Yeah, I was gonna say how much? How do you think Mama Disguise ever accidentally puts Energico in food for the guests? Uh, so until we watched this deleted scene, I didn't realize that Energico was something that could be in the food. But now I'm inclined <laughs> to think yes. And in what form is the Energico? Is it a powder? Is it a gel? Yeah. Is it like a? Is it like a? Is it like a raw ingredient, like citric acid or whatever? Or is it like you have to say a prayer over the thing that you're making and it works that way? No, that's what it is. Yeah, no, it's not a, it's not a physical it's thing. Like, it's, a, yeah, it's, it's metaphysical. It's <laughs> I just like the idea of like imagining, I'm chuckling imagining 
some random guy like going to this Italian restaurant to eat before they see Wicked or whatever on Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> and mom of this guy, he's had a tough day and she accidentally puts some Arajico into like some spaghetti. And he just like, oh, this is pretty good, honey. What do you think? Hoo-ah! He just like starts becoming <laughs> Tony Montana. He's like, gotta dance. It's like, yeah, he's just like dancing to himself at the restaurant, but there's like no music playing or anything. And he's just like, everyone's staring at him. <laughs> I got a man-sized yeah. meatball stuck in my esophagus. Esophagus. The last note I had is uh, that I think it's really weird. The scene where Jennifer kisses Pistachio for the first time, um, how they reference the earlier scene in which he objectifies her. Uh and then, and and even when they are kissing, he's like yet again objectifying her, and he does at least acknowledge it. Like he's like, "Sorry, I got a little aggressive," but like, I don't know. It's just really weird, and like makes me feel bad for her as a character that she like is kissing a guy who's talking to her, like saying, mm-hmm. "Mama with the tight bottom," or like you know whatever he's saying. Yeah. I don't know. It's just strange. Yes. Yeah. Especially because his, like, quote-unquote arc in the romance that he, like, learns to, like, accept her mm-hmm. for some reason because she's skinny, which is gross, too. Yes. Um, Chris, did you have any notes for the um, final episode? No, I, I had the smoking one, and then I guess the only other thing is that uh, for some reason, uh, Barney says, I was potty trained when I was two, and Pistachio's like, yes, you are the conductor of the potty train. He's like, okay, that's that's kind of funny. Oh, I, yeah, I like that line. Mm-hmm. But other than that, not really. I mean, other than all the things I've already said that just came yeah. up, came up to my head as we were talking, but fair enough. Um, I'll try to make this quick and just go with some of my thoughts. Um, does anyone else find it weird that Pistachio calls his grandfather Master? Yeah. It's kind of a weird thing. I don't call even know if I noticed that. I don't know if I did either. Like he does it. He's like, but Master. Uh, I, I forget when exactly he does that, but. Um, a little weird especially because uh, he's a dog sure <laughs> yeah um let's see D- uh when um they show the cuteness like watching uh um the bad guys come from the windows or whatever mm-hmm. i was i uh instinctly just went like how much is that doggy in the window <laughs> <laughs> i find it kind of amusing that during the final fight with um Papa disguisey as uh, Devlin mm-hmm. and Pistachio. Pistachio, I just noticed time calls him Papa Bowman. <laughs> He's like Papa Bowman. <laughs> I've actually noticed that before, and I I had previously when I noticed it thought, oh, that's what we should have called him for our uh, yeah in for our, our March Madness. Madness. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, I guess that's technically the character name, yeah. but um, Papa Bowman. Also, yeah, this one comes from, uh, courtesy of my roommate. Mm. Uh, which is that the long-standing fart joke of the film mm-hmm. just should have ended with Devil and pooping his pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that would have been probably a more fitting end to that joke, but yep. you know, too late for that. Um, like he's running towards the door, and then he just dumps and during the last. Or, or was it, would there be a different? Would there be a different situation? Well, I was thinking more just like he's like ha 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 ha, and he's just like. Huh. You know, I was really worried. And then you just hear, like, oh, oh. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, that's basically it. That's all I really got. 
Shall we close the book on the Master of Disguise at last? Yes. Finally, <laughs> yes. All right. The book is closed. What's next? Well, that's a question, right? Because uh, as of this uh, recording, we have not decided a film yet. I was going to put it to a vote. Oh, sh- like on the air vote? You decide right now? <laughs> yeah, on the air. Dis- we'll oh, gosh. We'll reveal it live. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That's okay with you, too? I, why not? Yeah, we, I mean. We can't. Yeah, sure. Um, are we are so we gonna like plead see. cases for our for our picks or whatever or like? Well, let's okay. Let's let's put all the chips on the table. Like, yeah. what movies are we thinking about doing this this year? A, a couple months ago, I was gonna say Inspector Gadget, but I rewatched that on Disney Plus. It is freaking terrible. <laughs> so you don't want to put us. I mean, that'd it? be a fun one for us to discuss because it was shot in Pittsburgh, and that was the first movie I remember being shot in Pittsburgh from my childhood and being like, "Hey, I know these places." <laughs> But I don't know if that would uh, warrant twelve episodes of discussion. Oh no, it's it's horrible. <laughs> like I, when I saw it, it's like this is kind of funny. But I rewatched it and I was like, "Sweet Jesus, this is not a good movie." Okay, yeah. so let's roll that out. All right, so that's off the table. Uh, Will um, Will had suggested yeah. Flubber. Yes, Flubber is my pick, uh, and I can make a case for it if, if need be. Um, what else now, did you suggest, Will? Or, what was that? What else did you suggest, you psychopath? Psychopath. Okay, that's a little strong. Um, I was also going to suggest the Country Bears. Right. Uh, which I think would be a fun one to discuss. Which I'm I've also. I mean, we've seen. we've discussed doing Space Jam before, the first Space Jam. Oh right. Um, there's also. I thought about. I've been thinking a lot today about Mr. Magoo. Hmm. The um, uh, Leslie Nielsen film. Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. I don't really have a case for it though. I just thought it'd be a fun one to discuss, but. Are we, um, are we, this, this yeah. can be edited out if need be, but are we going on the record that this is going to be our final season? Yes. Okay, cool. Then I, that'll help me make my case for my pick. So okay. this is, okay, so this is the final season? This coming one, yes. Uh, yes, this, okay. this final season will be our last, or this upcoming season will be our last, way. I meant. Okay. Um, so yes, if that helps with your decision making, uh, that's totally fine. Well, I would like to make the case and well actually I, why don't i let will make the case for flubber first if that's his pick well, what well why don't we like, put all the movies out first and then we'll, we'll okay delineate, well uh, my pick i let i i want to say shrek 2 i i that's okay, that's fair yeah i think, I think shrek was... 2 is a good idea as well just to bookend the uh that's exactly how i feel about it yeah it's it's if, if it's our final season um it's like kind of a back to basics approach a little bit you know you you, you yeah, I don't know. It, if, to me, that one feels right. Uh, but sure. but anyway, let's... So I mean, we could also do that for, like, The Grinch. We could do that for uh, Tale I, of Two Kitties. I'm going to say right now, I'm not going to watch The Grinch for this <laughs> podcast. Fair enough. I will not watch that movie 12 times. I had to watch it <laughs> twice last year, and it was awful. I'm putting my foot down. No Grinch. Okay. Grinch is off the table. Um... <laughs> hate that movie <laughs> fair enough um so no grinch all right so matt's pick is shrek 2 chris do you have a movie for the for next year as your pick none that's already been said um i think okay. I, I like i like the idea of shrek 2 just on a conceptual level for the for the podcast um between the ones that you've recommended um i think space jam could be a fun one as well okay do you want to make a case for space jam um 
I don't know if I have a case for Space Jam so much as I think it might be just a it's 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 different than what we've seen so far. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What about Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Love One that. of my favorite films. Um, I don't know if I want to watch that. It's a little long, times. I think. Let me look. It, yeah, and I don't I don't know if there's. Yeah, the one rule I have is that it can't be much longer than 90 minutes. I, th- I think that, this is going to be weird, but I think that Who Frames Roger Rabbit might take itself a little too seriously for what we do on this podcast. Yeah, I agree. It's, like, actually a good movie. It's a good movie, and it's got some really messed up stuff that happens. So Yeah, it's, it's also I'll... an hour 44, so I think it's probably just a little too long. Okay, cool. How long is Space Jam? Space Jam is, like... To... Um, it's 88 minutes, so it would qualify. And isn't Shrek 2 a little bit on the long side, or am I... It's 134. I'm willing to forgive. Oh, okay, yeah, 93. Yeah. Um, you know what, I want to... So, but for me, it's between... I like Flubber, but again, I think that's also one that's kind of more dramatic than, than we'd be able to mine a whole years of content out of. Um... But I have also haven't seen it in like a decade and a half. Actually, it's probably more than I think. I saw last one I was like eight or something. Um, so between Shrek Two and Space Jam, I think either one could be really good because um, both have kind of this wackiness. Um, well, um, we can do it this way. Uh, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I was going to suggest uh, Matt could make his case for Shrek Two. I could make my case for Flubber, mm-hmm. and you would be a decider uh, oh who makes the best case, and that's the film we pick. How about oh, that? Oh God, you put that on me. I was gonna say, well, um, well, well, are you gonna be upset if we like, like, because, like, no, okay, are you sure? Yeah, no, I'm fine. I mean, that's true. Will is pretty good with the flow. I'm also okay with whichever. Like, um, yeah, okay. Well, so I want well, what, yeah, hmm? I want the one that's in our group's best interest. So we're gonna do last season. I want the one that you got. Everyone feels the most excited about doing. And none of the ones like like Shrek Two or Flubber, neither of those are ones that you're like opposed to. Obviously not Flubber. Yeah, I mean, I'm open to Flubber. I'm open to Shrek 2. I'm open to Country Bears. I'm open to Space Jam. Okay. Uh, I'm any also of those open would be to fine any of those. <laughs> um, so, okay, Will, what's your case for Flubber? My case for Flubber really just comes down to, one, it's returning us to a green character. <laughs> uh, Shrek, you know, was famously green. And uh, famously unstable, which is the same for Flubber. Yes. Um, I also think it is a kind of fun change of pace to do a directly 90s film. Mm-hmm. We've done exclusively 2000s films throughout this podcast. Um, and I feel like the 90s have a different energy to them that we have. We've like alluded to, but not really dived into in a fun way. Mm-hmm. And also, like I feel like it's a kind of fun idea to go from like doing like DreamWorks movies. Like we've done that. We've done like Warner brothers and Fox, uh, pre merger with Disney Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did a Sony film, but we haven't done a Disney movie yet. So I think it would it's be true. fun to kind of do a goofy, weird film like that. And also, you know, like, I mean, Robin Williams, we mm-hmm. haven't discussed, you know, one of our, uh, greatest, uh, comedic actors in a way that could be a chameleon, much like, um, someone like Dana Carvey or Mike Myers. So, uh, and I also think it's fun to have a movie where the villain of the film is defeated by our title character by being consumed and flying out of his rectum and seemingly <laughs> killing him. Uh, so that's my case for uh, Flubber. Right on, right on. Um, 
What's I, your case for Shrek 2? Well, I should also note, I haven't actually seen Flubber, I don't think. Or if I did, it was when I was very young. Um, so that would... Sounds interesting, to be sure. Yeah. I just think it's it would be fun to return to a little green stinker. CG stinker. <laughs> um, so how long has it been since you've seen Flubber, Will? It has been... I, I probably was in the single digits when I last saw Flubber. Wow. So my, my my concern about Flubber is that it's been so long since each of us has seen it that we're going to start watching it and, and get another Master of Disguise situation. Sure. I mean, I don't think we expected Master of Disguise to be good, <laughs> uh, to be clear. But um, I agree that I think the main driving force behind Matt's argument is that we'd end the film with an actual good film as opposed to discussing bad to mediocre films is that correct matt that's a definitely a big part of it but honestly it's it's more about um the full circle of it all because i mean well you know me i love when things come full circle um the name of this podcast is it ain't ogre till it's ogre and that has been i mean it hasn't made much sense since season one which is fine i think that's part of the fun of it Right. But yeah. it would be kind of fun to like return to our old logo or like an updated version of our old logo um, and like really kind of bring this thing home in a nice way. And, and, you know, who knows? We could always change up the format. I don't know. It is the final season, so we can throw the rule book out the window. Maybe one month we do flubber. I don't know. Uh, but I think the idea of doing Shrek because. I, you know, Shrek is a good movie. I do think that there, you know, is definitely caution towards it, which will you've mentioned before that, uh, we might start to get fatigued on it because it is a little bit longer, but I think I should mention that, uh, Shrek and Flubber are the same length. Yes, correct. Um, a lot of people since we've been doing this have asked like, Oh, you guys going to do Shrek two at some point. So it, it kind of, it feels like a logical conclusion to me. Um, but, you know, like I said, I'm open to either. I'm open to any of the options that you threw on the table. Um, but mm-hmm. Trek 2 is my personal pick, largely for the full circleness of it, and also because it's a genuinely good movie, which we know. I would agree with that. I think, to your credit as well, I feel like when I we discussed the season with people, it wasn't that they were opposed to it. They were just kind of like, oh, Master of Disguise, I haven't watched that movie in a long time. Mm-hmm. So they were less inclined to listen. Yes. And I worry about that if we did that with Flubber. Like, oh, mm-hmm. like I haven't watched Flubber in a while. Whereas Shrek, Shrek 2, 2 people, people are pretty... Have seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that would be... That's a feather in your cap. Mm, thank you. I uh, I have to agree with Shrek 2, um, especially because Shrek is still so ingrained in the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Especially on Reddit. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. Like, uh, it, what was it? Like, it, I just saw a meme last night. It was like, uh, you can only pick one, and it was Keanu Reeves, Shrek, and Garlic Bread. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> aren't they doing a um, Shrek 2 retold? Yes. What, do we know when yeah, that comes out? Because if that comes out next year, that could be a good... Um... I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Unless there's a surprise drop of it in the last week of December, it's going to come out in 2022. Okay. 2022 or 2023? I'm, I'm on the... 2022. I'm on the Twitter okay. page right now, and they said, I know everyone is... Eager, in October, they said, I know everyone is eager to see this completed, and fear not. Although it definitely won't be ready until 2022, the wait will be well worth it. We are working hard to make this project the absolute best it can be. Thanks for sticking with us. So it appears that it will be uh, in 2022. 
So that's good to know. Yes. So yeah, I I definitely would would like to uh, cast my vote for Shrek too. Okay. Well, that would be the deciding factor then. I mean, if and, you two, yeah, I mean that. And will you just, sure you're okay with that? Yeah, no, I'm fine. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I want what you guys want. I mean, I'm cool with Shrek too. I mean, it's not like my number one choice, obviously, but I'd be fine with it. And as you're saying, Matt, it would be nice to do a movie that A is actually pretty good, and B would actually kind of like keep people. Uh, inclined to listen to our final season like i don't want to do anything that would alienate people by being like oh i haven't seen flubber in how long but people have watched shrek 2 and remember shrek 2 better than mm-hmm. better than a few of the other films we've covered for instance scarfield and master disguise so um yeah i'm fine with that if that's our deciding film they'll they'll be your pick <laughs> all right shrek 2 all right all righty so there you have it that's our film <laughs> for season six in our final season if that has not been made clear yet uh yeah this will be our very last season of the show so exciting i hope it's good <laughs> oh it will be yeah we're just gonna we're just gonna blow this one out yeah i think we need to go all out since we know it's the final season like we're gonna have the craziest gimmicks crazy yeah, guests. i'm excited for yeah we've, we pitch a few ideas i mean some of our ideas like Obviously, in July, we'll always do a backwards episode. In mm-hmm. September, we'll do a conspiracy theory episode. December, we'll do a Christmas get-together. Um, but not but, this year. Yeah, not this year. Well, we changed <laughs> up a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, mean, I think it'll be a fun season. I'm excited. I think so, too. Yeah. All right. I guess that's all we really have for this month and this year and the season of It Ain't Ogre Till It's Ogre. Uh, thanks, for everyone, for listening. And uh, I'm Will. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. And remember, kids, it ain't ogre. Till it's ogre. All right. Goodbye, everybody. See ya. Happy holidays and New Year. Yeah, happy holidays, everybody. (laughs) So much to do, so much to see, 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 so much to do, so much to see. You are not welcome here. You and you. Get off.